Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are new calls from many in the media and Warhawks on the Republican side for America to decide that there is going to be a red line if chemical or nuclear weapons are used against the people in Ukraine. Now, we know over the last 24 hours that Vladimir Putin has been targeting, torturing and killing children. Clearly, these are war crimes. The question is, if he starts using chemical weapons, should we then go to Ukraine? Should we then set up a no-fly zone, which would mean we would absolutely 100% shoot down Russian aircraft. And if we did that, we would be at war with Russia. It would be World War III. Now, a quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe or auto-download button and tell your friends about this podcast. Share this on social media, and if you would, write us a five-star review to help us as Democrats have been attacking our podcast recently with bad reviews. Now, you may ask yourself, why is it that so many on the left right now are obsessed with this idea of possibly us going to war. I have one reason why I think they're doing it. Because they realize how much trouble Joe Biden is in right now because of Hunter Biden. How do I know this? Hunter Biden emails are now shedding a new light on the funds that were secured. That gave him the ability to secure millions from investors and some investors now with alleged organized crime ties. Hunter Biden's attorney previously said the son had severed his ties with a tech firm. We now know that's not true. In 2016 and 2017 emails from Hunter Biden's longtime business partner, which were now uh, obtained by Fox Business, are raising new questions about a claim made by Joe Biden and, or I should say, Hunter Biden's attorney regarding Biden's uh, divesting in a technology-focused fund. That's what he claimed. We now have leaked Treasury Department records from the deep state, clearly trying to clean all this up for Joe Biden, clean it up for Hunter Biden, clean up for Joe Biden's brother as well. Luckily, somebody at the Treasury Department has leaked these records. They've now been obtained as part of a FinCEN files revealed that, well, a Ukrainian Syrian businessman with alleged ties to Russian organized crime paid Embloom, now a now defunct technology startup fund backed by Hawaii Strategic State Development Corporation and Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, nearly $3 million. Biden's attorney, told the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project in 2020 that Hunter Biden had divested himself from the holdings in that company before 
the controversial investment in late 2015. Quote, Mr. Biden severed his relationship with Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners prior to this transaction. Now, this was being investigated because it was organized crime. The transaction was flagged via a suspicious activity report, also known as a SAR, by the City National Bank in Los Angeles based on reports tying Youssef to this other shady businessman, also known as the Brainy Dawn, as well as international arms trafficking. Now, this suspicious activity report, known as a SAR, also pointed to allegations of Yusuf being tied to a Syrian general known as al-Assad, the brother of the Syrian president, Bashir al-Assad. This is a lot to take in, so I'm going to back up and basically explain this to you. You have organized crime connected directly to Hunter Biden. That money is directly connected to Joe Biden directly connected to an investment coming from another organized crime member. All of this has been flagged by the the city national bank in Los Angeles. And they're doing it because they also know that the money is directly tied to a Syrian general, the brother of the Syrian president, Al-Assad. Now, according to the OCCRP, suspicious activity reports, Quote, are secret alerts issued by bank compliance officers when they are suspicious that a transaction may be linked to crime or directly to money laundering. The existence of an SAR is not itself evidence of any wrongdoing. While there doesn't appear to be evidence that Biden personally orchestrated the investment into Imbloom by Yusuf, emails now revealed by Fox Business show that Biden was in regular communication with the leaders of Rosemark Seneca and had investment interests in multiple Rosemont Seneca funds in 2000 and two th- excuse me in 2016 and 2017 despite Biden's attorney claiming or lying that he quoted severed his relationship with Rosemont Seneca TP so let me recap that for you real quick What this says is that Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's attorney lied to those who were investigating organized crime. They said that before any of these suspicious activities were flagged, that Hunter Biden had gotten out of these business deals. In other words, he wasn't there. He wasn't a part of it. This was after he had divested his investments in Rosemont Seneca in this division of Rosemont Seneca. And we now know that they lied. That's what you would refer to as lying to investigators. It's kind of a big deal. Any one of us does this, anybody listening right now does this, you're going to go to prison for a long time. His attorneys lied. He said they were out in 15. No, Hunter Biden was still in the funds in 2016, 2017, when these shady deals were being done and all these connections to organized crime, oligarchs, Russia, and Assad in Syria. Now, despite Biden's attorney claiming that he severed his relationship with Rosemont Seneca, this report also found that financial records examined by reporters show that money from M. Bloom was paid into another of Devin Archer's accounts. Devin Archer is the guy that's, I I think he's in jail right now, uh, under indictment. I know that. I'd have to go back this thing. There's two people getting indicted and going to jail around Hunter Biden right now. But that was the business partner 
of Hunter Biden was Devin Archer, which was at the time making regular payments to Hunter Biden. So you got this money coming in from all these organized crime and financial records are showing this. And money is going from this in bloom guy into another account held by Devin Archer. And then the money's being funneled in regular payments to Hunter Biden. Now, let me go back to Archer for a second so you understand Archer. Archer was a longtime business partner and close friend of Hunter Biden. He served on the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma Holdings with Hunter Biden. Neither of them had any experience in that sector. In a November 2014 email, Hunter called Archer a great friend through thick and thin and said he wanted Archer to know how much he appreciated it. Now, Archer, as I mentioned a moment ago, he actually was sentenced to federal prison last month for his role in a scheme to defraud a Native American tribe. Biden had no connection to the fraud scheme, just so you know. Why did I tell you that? Because I want to be intellectually honest about all of this, unlike the liberal media. Now, let's get back to Yusuf. He was reportedly introduced through Archer to this in Bloom deal as a, quote, investor. He previously told the OCCRP that it was bull blank that he was involved with organized crime. Well, that looks like that's a big lie now. A couple of 2017 emails call into question the claims that he was not involved with actually a breakdown of Biden's investments through Oshako LLC, including his 15% stake in Rosemont Seneca SP1 and Rosemont Seneca TP3, as well as Alpha and Bravo. They're all up in this organized crime. This includes Hunter Biden, based on these emails. A 2016 email to Hunter Biden and his divorce attorney shows that Osako LLC, which Sherwin says was set up to hold Hunter's investment interest, owned a 100% interest in Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. One, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners 2, Alpha and Rosemont Seneca Partners 3, Bravo. What does this mean? It means that Hunter Biden and his attorneys lied. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Quote, the investments of RSTP, Eudora, and Tadik Grill are not investments that could be exited at the time as they are private investments. Finding a current value would be impossible. And if, in fact, we could 
Some of them may have a negative value currently is what actually Hunter Biden's divorce attorney said at the time when they listed his assets going through his divorce. So, again, we know that he was investing these things and he didn't divest his investments in 2015 before all these connections to organized crime. How do we know this? Because we have it in the actual emails. And in 2017 email from the attorney representing Hunter Biden to the divorce attorney, I guess, representing his ex-wife, soon to be ex-wife, it also mentions directly the companies that he, they're saying he actively is invested in that he lied and said he wasn't connected to in the investigation of organized crime in 2015. We also have from leaked emails that Biden also received multiple 2016 emails addressing him as an RSTP investor and warning him that some of the RSTP leaders' emails were comprised and not to open suspicious emails. Another email from his attorney shows that he responded to a man named Andrew Dibble in late 2016 about another potential investment. He noted that Hunter was traveling overseas, but said they just heard back from their colleagues at RSTP, the same company he was supposed to have divested all of his investments in in 2015. This email was in April of 16 appearing to suggest that Hunter was still involved directly with RSTP months after that organized crime M. Bloom deal, despite his attorneys lying and saying that he had, quote, severed his relationship before that M. Bloom deal went through in 2015. These emails are from April the 27th of 2016. Again, very clear that Hunter Biden's attorneys and Hunter Biden were lying. It's obvious now. In March 2017, there's another email that's been obtained by Fox News from Joanne Meyer, who was the vice president of Rosemont Seneca Advisors from 2008 until September of 2017. In that email, it showed Hunter Biden a breakdown of his ownership entities, which include a 14.4% ownership of Rosemont Seneca TP and a 15.2% interest for two other RSTP funds. This is from the Vice President of Rosemont Seneca Advisors. Again, look at the date on the email, March 2017. If that's not enough, here's another email, a 2018 email from Hunter's tax accountant, Bill Morgan, about a 2017 investment, also referenced Hunter's stake in multiple RSTP funds and Rosemont Seneca technology in general. So again, any of us do this, we're already in prison. We're already in prison. I want you to understand that. Now, there's another email in 2018, which appears to reference the RSTP, the company Hunter, quote, allegedly divested from in 2015. In the email, Hunter Biden is actually asked for, his, for the partnership K-1 form for RSTP and the other funds. This is in October of 2018. Personal tax return material. Hunter, following is the information I need to finish your personal return. The W-2 from Boyce reporting the salary they paid you in 2017. Number two, 1099 INT from Bank of America reporting interest they paid you in 2017. Three, any expenses you paid relating to your director fees from National Railroad Amtrak, specifically your travel costs to New York for meetings. 
for a list of any charitable contributions you made in 2017. I forgot to ask you about the partnership K-1 that we do not have. I need the Rosemont Seneca Technology, RSTP2 Alpha Partners, RSTP2 Bravo, and Equity Distribution Trust. Also relating to both your personal return and OSCO. Rob Walker paid OSCO about $511,000. There was also a 1099 from him saying you personally were paid $201,000. Are these two separate items or were the payments to you simply deposit in the OSCO account? Lastly, I noted that both houses were transferred to your ex-wife as part of the divorce. When were the houses transferred to her? I need to determine how much of the mortgage interest we can deduct on your personal return. If you have any questions, please let me know. There it is. Other emails reviewed by Fox Business from 2015 to 2017 also show that Hunter communicated with multiple leaders of the company he said he wasn't involved in, including Rob Walker, who was co-founder and managing partner of RSTP. The revelations from the emails now call into question Biden's investments in shady companies amid his father's tenure as the vice president of the United States of America and a pattern that is clearly now laid out. They also come as Hunter Biden faces a tax probe in Delaware that has seen both the mother of his child born out of wedlock and his angry ex-girlfriend testify to a grand jury. The New York Times reported on Wednesday that Hunter Biden paid off a significant, significant tax liability last year after he revealed in 2020 that there was a federal investigation to, into his, quote, tax affairs. The report also finally confirmed the authenticity of emails from Hunter's laptop, which were repeatedly called by the media Russian disinformation by officials in the Biden administration and Biden-friendly media outlets. Which brings me back to what the media knew and when they knew it. Peter Schweitzer, who wrote the book Red Handed about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and their crime family, had this to say about the Biden family business dealings and their laptops and all of this information, saying that the FBI knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real while Trump was being impeached for something the FBI also knew was a lie about all of the alleged money and deals that Hunter Biden did with officials across the world, particularly in China, Russia, and Ukraine. Peter was showing the business deals that includes a $3.5 million check from the uh, former uh, mayor of Moscow's wife. Give us your take on the FBI and the Department of Justice's investigation right now into all of this. Is the FBI investigating Hunter Biden, and could that happen while Joe Biden is president? Yeah, in fact, I think this New York Times piece, the fact that they got cooperation from Team Biden and probably from the Hunter Biden legal team, is an indication to me they are extremely concerned that he is going to be indicted. This grand jury's been meeting since 2018. They were suspended during COVID because of health care protocols. It's back up and running, and it's very clear that when it comes to the, uh, the issues related to tax evasion and money laundering and the other issues wrapped up with it, they're extremely concerned that Hunter Biden's going to be indicted. And I think this article is an effort to frame that conversation in a way that could be the most favorable to them. So in other words, while they were trying to impeach Donald Trump, the FBI knew all of this existed. They knew about the laptop and they didn't say anything while Trump was accused of, of, of uh, doing uh, deals or, or, or having a bad phone yes. call with the Ukraine president. 
Yes, that's exactly right, Maria. Uh, they knew it all the time, and that deserves investigation as well. Peter, it's great to have you this morning. I, I mean, the FBI knew Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and they knew that the attacks on Donald Trump with Russia collusion were lies, and they did nothing about it. Now, we know that the money was flowing between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, which is another part of this conversation. Listen to what Peter Schweitzer had to say about that. Peter, you talk about these millions of dollars with the Biden family. There are allegations that some of that actually went to Joe Biden. Can you prove that any of it did? Uh, yeah. If you look at the Hunter Biden laptop, there's a couple of things that stand out. Number one, uh, that Hunter Biden is paying some of his father's monthly bills while he's vice president of the United States. That's explicitly laid out in the emails. And number two, uh, that Hunter Biden was paying for things like renovation on his father's home in Delaware while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. Uh, add to the fact that uh, Hunter Biden is complaining to family members about how he's having to give half his income to Pop, which would be his father. Uh, it's very clear that the president and his son, Hunter Biden, had intermingled finances. Their money was flowing between the two. And I think what the Biden family has to be very worried about with this grand jury looking into tax evasion charges for Hunter Biden is there could very well be something that embroils the president himself because nobody was paying taxes on the money that Hunter Biden is using to pay for his father's bills. So that's the tax piece of this, right? But when you run for office, Peter, you have to file what they call a personal financial disclosure form, which lists all of your sources of income. So is any of this income that you're talking about, whether or not uh, it's for renovations or anything, things that he would have had to file as a candidate or now a government official that he clearly didn't file on those government forms? Yes, absolutely. If you look at those government forms, and, and Sean, you're familiar with this, right? Uh, yep. You were in public service, uh, both in the Navy and in the White House. You're required to list sources of income. You're required to lift, list gifts. Uh, and of course, there is a gift tax. If you receive more than $15,000 a year, which seems to be the case in this instance, uh, you're required to pay taxes on that money. Uh, and sorry, Joe Biden does not list any gifts uh, from any family members. Uh, we also know that James Biden, his brother, got $2 million from China. Uh, and very possibly James Biden could have been covering some of Joe Biden's living expenses. So uh, this case, this grand jury case, goes to the heart of how the Biden family operates. And I think one of the reasons the New York Times ran this piece with obvious help from Team Biden is they are extremely concerned that Hunter is going to be indicted they're trying to get ahead of it, and they're trying to make sure that it does not embroil Joe Biden as well. It's a pretty smart strategy if you think about it. If you know you're the White House and you know what's happening right now, why not do exactly what they just mentioned here? This is a big unpaid tax bill, over a million dollars we're talking about. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Look, the White House has to be very, very concerned that not only is Hunter Biden going to get indicted, and I don't even know if they're concerned about that. I think they're concerned more about what it means for his father and maybe his father's unpaid taxes. John Solomon, a man ahead, mentioned this with Peter Schweitzer. Like, hey, people forget to pay their taxes all the time. People get years and years and years behind on their taxes. That's not necessarily a, a crime, right? What's the crime is when you purposely file your taxes and you do it making sure that you don't report income so you don't have to pay tax on the income. And if that's what Joe Biden was doing by having his son pay for the improvements to his home in the six-figure range, then that could bring the president of the United States of America into a serious, seriously bad spot. Uh, sometimes people forget to pay taxes because they're absent-minded. Sometimes they forget to lobby or register as a foreign lobbyist because they're absent-minded. But in, on that laptop, I had a story on Saturday. I know you've seen these emails. Hunter Biden was warned as early as 2016, hey, you didn't pay money. And by not just any money on taxes, the one he got from Burisma in Ukraine. And it appears he waited a very long time to settle up that tab with the IRS. And then separately, there was a broad discussion around him about how they might be able to lobby U.S. government agencies and not register under the Foreign Agent Registration Act because uh, Burisma was a Ukrainian company. The idea that he knew what he was doing is pretty clear from the emails you've seen, right? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, let's remember Hunter Biden, before he started on these international ventures, was a lobbyist. Uh, so he knows what disclosure requirements are. He knows if you lobby on behalf of a foreign uh, uh, government or foreign uh, company or individual, uh, you need to register as a, as a uh, foreign agent with the Department of Justice. So there's no question in my mind, and my view has always been, I know it's yours, John, these laws need to be applied consistently. Uh, this was uh, you know, so much of the effort uh, where they went after uh, people uh, connected to Donald Trump uh, for fair violations. The same standard needs to apply to Hunter Biden. And in this particular case, there's no question he was representing foreign nationals, in some cases, foreign governments or foreign government connected firms, and trying to get specific work done in the United States. And that is the absolute definition of what a foreign agent is doing. And he never registered in any of those instances. Never registered in any of those instances. Now, you go to jail for this, a normal person. You, you go to jail. How is it that Hunter Biden's still being able to walk around? And how is it that the New York Times, and when the New York Times report on this, I, I said here, and I made it clear that the New York Times reporting on the story was clearly done on purpose working with the White House. The New York Times was doing something, taking out the trash for this White House. They were saying, okay, let's report that he paid taxes, okay, late last year, million dollars over, uh, trying to, you know, avoid being indicted. Let's get that out there to, you know, quote, fix his tax affair problems with after with this federal investigation. And then 
the New York Times. We, all right, we need you to finally confirm the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails, which have been repeatedly called Russian disinformation by officials in the Biden administration and the Biden-friendly media. That is why the New York Times did this. They know that there's a very good chance that there's going to be an indictment coming. So if you take out the trash, okay, you get it all there early on, and then you try to control the narrative. If you know that the outcome is going to be this, then you just put it out there, and then you try to change the narrative as quickly as you can. Right? The New York Times wasn't breaking news here. They were pushing out the news that the White House was requesting that they push out. That's all they were doing. They were just pushing that news out. This wasn't them breaking news. This was pushing news. You know, you got these other liberals in the media, Juan Williams. He said, you know, when he was talking about the media lying on the Hunter Biden laptop story, saying it's Russian disinformation when it wasn't. He actually went out. Juan Williams went so far as to say nobody said that it wasn't true. Well, that, that's absurd. The media said over and over again it was Russian disinformation. Facebook, Twitter refused to allow people to post the story about the laptop. And now the media is trying to say, well, we didn't, we didn't say it wasn't true. Listen to this. I want to set up a quick back and forth between you and Howie. The Hunter Biden laptop, New York Times comes out and says, hey, it's legit after all. Uh, you know, Facebook was going to do a, a fact check, never did it. Twitter never happened. And you think nobody has apologized at all for this. They were wrong across the media, Juan, and nobody has said, you know what? We, we screwed that up. It wasn't Russian disinformation. No, but I, th- I think there's a larger context here, which is that what was this about? What does it prove? Nobody said it wasn't true. That what was said was that you can't authenticate it. And then you had certain publications that said the we have said authenticated. The analyst, the intel analyst, says said they didn't couldn't prove it. Could, but it that's, sure looked like Russian disinformation. Right, couldn't prove it was the key point for organizations. How well, it is an absolute embarrassment that the way that the media downplayed or ignored or mocked or minimized this story that the New York Times now says is under active federal investigation for possible tax violations or lobbying violations by the president's son and 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 they're still not covering it none of the other networks have touched this story it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that hunter biden's going to be indicted it may or may not have a political fallout for his father but when you look back at uh, the way uh, facebook uh, twitter for example said well, you can't even share this information but then how, from the new york how, post this was in the middle of a heated political campaign intended to damage one candidate in the aftermath of russian disinformation i think we were all properly cautious it was censorship I love how he's like, we were just being cautious, right? That's all we were doing. Bill Barr, the Attorney General of the United States of America at the time when all this was going on, he's finally spoken out on this and talked about what the media did and also the Biden laptop. Listen. Did you just hear the conversation about the laptop from hell? Yes, I did. When this was all going down in the fall, did you see what the left was doing with this disinformation campaign? Did you come out and say anything about that? Absolutely. As soon as this uh, letter came out from these so-called intelligence uh, specialists, the DNI, John Radcliffe at the time, and the FBI, which worked for me, both came out and said this was not the result of disinformation, Russian disinformation. The media ignored that completely just kept on going with the disinformation line. I mean, that's pretty 
egregious. I mean, would you say that there was a conspiracy between big tech, former intelligence officials, the media, the Democrats to, I don't know, let's just use the word rig an election? Definitely. That's yes, that definitely made an impact on the election. Okay. The suppressing that news. And it's not a question of whether it was criminal or not. Right. Just the facts alone uh, were shameful. And most Americans would immediately see what was going on and how repulsive it was. And it would have had an effect. The issue of criminality is a, is a different issue. We'll get to that at yeah. some point. Criminality, a different issue. Yeah. Jim Jordan and Doug Collins confirmed the Hunter Biden laptop was real and not disinformation, saying this a long time ago while the media refused to admit what it was. On the House Judiciary Committee, and Congressman Doug Collins also on the committee. Gentlemen, it is great to see you. Thanks very much for joining us. First, let me get your reaction to what Adam Schiff has been doing, going around, gathering up as many people as he can to say the Hunter Biden story is disinformation. John Ratcliffe threw a wrench in all of that. The director of national intelligence joined me on Monday, and we played that soundbite earlier in the program. Congressman Jordan, your reaction. How can it be disinformation? We have the drop slip Hunter Biden signed. We have John Ratcliffe and the FBI saying it's not Russian disinformation. We have an eyewitness who says the emails are real. We have an eyewitness who says the big guy in one of the emails, in fact, refers to Joe Biden. And that same eyewitness met with Joe Biden about this whole subject area. Remember, these are the same people, the same 50 people who signed this letter are the same people who said the fake dossier is real. Now they're saying the real laptop, the real emails are fake. No one believes them. The only problem is big tech is censoring this information and not not enough journalists are doing their job so Americans can find out what really happened. Right. Yeah, I want to get back to big tech. It's all true. Go ahead. Yep. And, and Congressman Collins, you've been also talking about the coup. The both of you have done such great work to expose the real issues here and the way that there was a coup to take down Donald Trump. Your reaction? Yeah, look, I, I go a step further, Maria. The possibly involved in the could No, Brennan and Clapper right in the middle of it. I mean, what we've seen everywhere, it leads back to these folks who are trying to cover their own tracks. And, and Jim's right about this. I mean, tech, why is it that the New York Times can report about the president's uh, tax returns and things like that that they were given, you know, to, to report that they didn't name the sources and stuff, but yet the Twitter didn't censor them, but yet Twitter and other uh, social media are, twi- are censoring the New York Post for actually posting the truth about Hunter Biden. This is an up-down, down world. This is why the media is so disliked and why the, the why they're trying to bend this election for Joe Biden. Understand, what we're in is, an, is sort of an Orwellian Alice in Wonderland kind of time right now. What's up is down and down is up. Brennan and Clapper and all these folks, Comey, all the rest of the coup, do not want you focused on what they did. So they're trying to continue this, this narrative. And look, if Adam Schiff is saying it, who's believing it? I mean, he said so many things that are false. If his lips are moving, he's not telling the truth most of the time. Anyway, collusion in plain sight, we can go back. And Jim and I have been seeing this for too long. It's time to clear the this up and hold those accountable right now. Yeah, I mean, what you have going on here is the same group that tried to put all of this disinformation into the uh, ether in 2016 about Donald Trump colluding. That's the same group that wants to be in power again. It's as simple as that. Joe Biden was coming up with the Logan Act, uh, Jim Jordan, and he now wants to be president. (laughs) 
Yeah, and never forget, these people told us that there was supposed collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, between President Trump and Russia, when in fact they knew. They knew it wasn't true, and we, know, we now know they knew it wasn't true because Rick Grinnell released the transcripts that, they t that, that, that proved there was no proper predicate for launching this investigation in the first place. So these people have misled the American people for four years now, and they're trying to do it again here just nine days before an important election. There it was, them warning you nine days before an important election in 2020. Nine days. They were telling you all of this, and the media was lying to you the entire time. So while Trump was being impeached, the FBI knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. The FBI they knew that they were lying to the American people, claiming this was a Russian disinformation campaign. They knew it. I'm going to keep following this story. Make sure that you like our podcast. Hit that auto-download button or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day. And please help us get the word out of what I just told you today by sharing this podcast on social media. Hit that little forward button and share it wherever you are on social media. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben.